We are here with Liz Peek, Fox News contributor and syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore, Freedom Works, Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and his latest book, Gubzilla. Kids, welcome. Um, you know, I want to, I said this at the very beginning of the show today, and I want to just raise it one more time. This um, Biden war against Trump as recently manifested in the um, in the outrageous uh, raid on Mar-a-Lago. You know, Steve Moore, let's, this is a war against Trump to stop him from running for president. But it's also, it's a war against Trump, against tax cuts and deregulation and energy independence and growth and wages and productivity. This is a war of big government socialism versus free market capitalism. I mean, let's be clear, you know, substantively what the policies are underneath that war. The Bidens want to stick with their big government and their regulatory state. They don't want to return. I mean, all these lefties, all these modern monetary theorists, all this woke economics nonsense, you know, that's what this is about. I mean, it's almost a war against prosperity, if you ask me. Yeah, and I would just add to that, Larry. It's also against a war against the kind of um, working class Americans who were really the the yes. um, base of the of the uh, Trump uh, voters, and you know these kind of liberal elite country clubbers, and you know people give money to the Environmental Defense Fund and so on. They really do snub their nose at working class Americans, and they think they're better <laughs> morally and mm. uh, intellectually, and so it's offensive actually, and. We talked a little bit about this last week, but the irony of all this, the kind of war against Trump, is that they've actually kind of revived him. I can't tell you how many people I've talked mm-hmm. to who said, you know, I was sick of Trump, but, you know, they, they hate him this much. <laughs> there must be something good about him. And, and you know, the record was, as you helped put together, you know, Larry, you played a key role. We had we had peace and prosperity. What's yes. wrong with that? Yes. I mean, actually, Trump's polls have gone up this week. But, you know, Liz, it's it's important. It's it's kind of a subheading, but but we should not forget that they uh, they have overturned or, or tried to overturn all of the policies that worked so well during the Trump years. You know, they ran against them. They tried to badmouth it. They kept saying they inherited a recession, which they most certainly did not. I mean, that is a key part of this uh, Mar-a-Lago invasion. Oh, I think that's right. I mean, Joe Biden's uh, administration is characterized by total uh, lack of coherence. I mean, he's constantly enacting policies that contradict their central theme. The only central theme, the only coherent thing about the Biden White House is, yes, that they want to undo everything Trump did. And the problem is, I, I think what's so sort of stupid about that is people across the country may not like Donald Trump, but an awful lot of people will tell you, I don't like the man, I don't like his tweets, but I like his policies. Mm-hmm. And so they, I think, you know, but the most obvious example is the border, where Trump had uh, tackled a huge uh, influx of people coming into the country illegally and put in policies like remain in Mexico, which stemmed the tide and were working. Uh, and Biden just decided to undo all of those policies. And now, I mean, it's incredible to me that they just willfully ignore 
what is truly a humanitarian crisis at the border. I mean, you can have all kinds of objections to what's going on down there, but there are dozens of people dying every week who are trying to get into our country, children that are being abandoned, et cetera. It's a horror show, Larry, and they brought it on themselves completely willfully by undoing what Trump did. Yeah, I mean, that's um, part of going to DEFCON 5 at Mar-a-Lago is all about this. I mean, that's yeah. just, I just wanted to raise that uh, point. The other point I want to raise, well, two other points. Uh, I want to get to New York in a minute, but also uh, Mitch McConnell almost bad-mouthing Republican yeah. candidates on the campaign trail. And I had Jim Garrity on National Review a, a, a little while ago, but really... What is this? All of a sudden, the country's in love with Biden and all of a sudden, uh, all the Democratic Senate candidates are going to beat the Republican candidates because the country is enamored of Joe Biden and what he's done and his recession and his border and all the rest of it. Steve Moore, really? What is this going on? This, this I just saw another one from The Hill writing one about how the Republican candidates are all in trouble and Mitch McConnell fueling this. I mean, some of these people running are they actually have very good private lives, very good business lives. Uh, Herschel Walker and J.D. Vance and Blake Masters and then Ron Johnson. I mean, come on. Ron Johnson's going to win. He's running against a crazy person. Mehmet Oz may be down in the poll, but he's, you know, Mehmet Oz should he shouldn't have talked about crudite. I'll grant you that. But the fact yeah. is, he's running against a crazy left wing person. Yeah. And so is Ron Johnson. And um, so is Herschel Walker, for that matter. Yeah, I didn't quite understand the logic of what uh, of what Mitch McConnell did there. And, you know, you think we've got that Canada. Let's look at theirs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Not exactly. exactly. These are I mean, who's the, what's the name of the guy running Pennsylvania? He's like Fetterman. Uh, uh, Fetterman, is it? Or, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so those, you know, they, uh, the media keeps shining the spotlights on these Republican candidates, but. But uh, they've got a, a lot of bad candidates, too. By the way, I will. you can take this to the bank, Larry. Ready? You can take this to the bank. Ron Johnson is yes. going to be reelected. In yes, absolutely. Absolutely. He always runs, behind, although he's not running that far behind. He was running 15 points behind uh, six years ago. But, yes, he is going to win. Um, J.D. Vance, he's coming he's around. He's up in the poll, Larry. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, I had Blake Masters on the TV show. He's a real smart guy. He's a businessman. He's an entrepreneur. Uh, this guy, Kelly. I mean, in other words, they all vote for Biden. So Biden's polls are in the 30s. So yeah. what's going to cause this Democratic renaissance, Liz Peake? I mean, that's what part. I just don't understand. This is Beltway media craziness. It is Beltway media craziness. They have taken the fact that they passed what is an atrocity of a bill, which, by the way, I thought you did a great job on today in the New York Sun, another horrifying bill that spends billions of dollars on things that Americans don't care about. They've taken that as a win, and they're basically manufacturing a Biden revival here. Don't believe it. Joe Biden is not capable People don't trust him. They don't trust this bill. As you point out, only 12 percent of mm. Americans think this bill is going to reduce inflation. And the name of it, for heaven's sakes, is the Inflation Reduction Act. You don't get any more dishonest than that, right? But, so it, this is just a manufactured story. But I have to say I'm not excited. I mean, uh, Mitch McConnell should be out there 
waving the flag, yeah. meeting people and uh, uh, campaigning for people in these states where the candidates are struggling a little bit. I think J.D. Vance is going to win. I think Herschel Walker is going to win. Oz is a very smart and attractive guy. And, yes, he's not a uh, regular politician, but, boy, is he running against a crazy person, as you said. Fetterman right. is way out to the left, and he may yeah. be kind of intriguing with all the tattoos and all this kind of stuff, but guess what? <laughs> he is bad news for America. So for sure. I, I'm hoping, you know, the Yankees are in a slump. Uh, <laughs> we're hoping they come back. I think Republicans are living a little midseason slump. I don't think it's over by any means. Steve Moore, okay. Joe you, Biden are says. That, are you saying that we don't have zero percent inflation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Steve exactly. Moore, Joe, <clears throat> Joe Biden says he can't wait to go out on the campaign trail. I yeah, can't wait for him to go I'll out on the campaign the trail. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's going to come out of his basement or his, his what is he building a $500,000 wall against his beach house? I mean, come on, Joe Biden's going to go out in the campaign trail. The question yeah. is, will any of the Democratic candidates show up for the rallies? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, I mean, if you look back at the two big wave elections that, you know, we've all lived through, or most of us, in 90, 1994 and 2010, you know, those were uh, those waves really came in in the last three or so weeks of the election. Right. I mean, wow. look, most most people aren't paying any attention to these races yet. I mean, most people have normal jobs. They don't pay attention to politics every day. And so, uh, I mean, look, if you, uh, I'll give you a statistic. A month before the 1994 elections, 32 of the top political prognosticators and 31 of the 32 said that Democrats would hold the House. Republicans ended up winning, what, 60, 70 seats. And the only one who got it right was the late, great Rush Limbaugh. Wow. That's interesting. Very That's interesting. It's amazing that in such a short period of time, the tide can change. I think, Larry, exactly. one thing that's interesting is the uh, Price Waterhouse survey that came out showing that a lot of people, a lot of companies are thinking about laying off workers. Hmm. I think if employment begins to go south between now and the election, that's a big problem for Biden because that hmm. is literally the only thing that he can crow about. And he's making a lot of noise about how great the job market is. I think that's rolling over. So, you know, that could be kind of an October surprise. I can't wait for him to get out there on the campaign trail. Yeah. I can't wait. I mean, it's just going to be terrific stuff. And that's, I mean, I think Steve is right. Folks don't focus on this until the last couple of weeks. And then they're going to add up the balance sheet, the pros and the cons. And I don't think they, I mean, I think they want checks against the Biden administration. I think they want to check them. And right now you have a very unbalanced story in Washington, D.C. As per this bill, this bill, 5150 in the Senate, and nobody likes this bill. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a big thing. All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about Liz's article, Republican can win for governor of New York State. It's probably the last best hope for New York. Lee Zeldin is running a good campaign, uh, and we will uh, slice and dice that. Liz is a Fox News contributor. Uh, Steve Moore from Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash. I'm Larry Kudlow. We'll be right back. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're here with Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, syndicated columnist, and Steve Moore. Freedom Works and Committee to Unleash Prosperity, and his book is Govzilla, about the relentless growth of government. 
Um, Liz, so you got a beauty running, and um, a Republican can win in New York. This is certainly the year for it. And I think Lee Zeldin is the candidate for it. I think he's a very good candidate. Uh, he's smart. He's an attorney. He's a veteran who did military service in Iraq. Uh, he, he has all the right things to talk about. But here's the point, Larry, and I think I mentioned this on your show the other day or talking before it. New Yorkers, uh, Republicans in New York have this incredible defeatist attitude <clears throat> where they basically think the numbers mean we can never win an election. And I kind of go back in this piece and say, look, the numbers were equally bad, maybe not equally bad, but close to the bad when Pataki was uh, elected, when Giuliani was elected and when Bloomberg was elected as a Republican. In those years, too, Republicans numerically didn't stand a chance. And what happened is that people got angry enough to go and vote for a change. And I think we are at that moment. New York is trailing the nation and other states in so many ways on crime, on the economic recovery, et cetera. And Lee Zeldin is good. He's been in Congress. He has a lot of accomplishments as a congressman to talk about for New York State. Kathy Hochul, by comparison, is a nitwit. I mean, she has basically uh, completely punted on the number one concern of voters, which is crime. Right. Uh, not doing anything to rein in or fire Alvin Bragg and other DAs that are making life impossible for New Yorkers. I think this is an election that can be won. I mean, you have, Steve Moore, I don't know if you read the New York Post, but you have really daily in the New York Post, which is a fabulous newspaper, horrible, horrible stories about crime. And you have this issue of recidivism where criminals attack, damage, maim, kill. You had another one the other day, and it turns out, you know, they, they, their, their record is, is an arm long. Their, their prison record, they're in and out of jail, and they get released after the crime uh, within hours. And I think that that's what will mobilize people here in New York State. And by the way, it may not only be New York State, but I think here in New York City and state. And Lee Zeldin is a strong player, Steve Moore. I don't know whether you've had much to do with him or whether you know him. Well, uh, by the way, first of all, I forgot to say, uh, you are now three-quarters of a century old. Can, happy oh, birthday, happy birthday. Really? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, way to be. Way to be. Reagan, um, Reagan's, Reagan was always 39. He was always 39. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to say something else that's completely unrelated to this subject. I'm at the airport uh, right now, and, you know, the, the line for Chick-fil-A is, like, around the block. Remember when the left <laughs> said they were going to shut down Chick-fil-A? <laughs> it's it's right. the hottest time. It's amazing. Anyway, on New York, uh, you, you forgot to mention one thing, Liz. I, I agree with everything you said. They still haven't lifted their emergency um, yeah. declarations from COVID. I think mm. they're the only state <laughs> that's still under those emergency orders, which is actually dangerous because it gives the governor extraordinary powers to shut down businesses and restaurants. Um one thing related to what uh, what Liz was just saying, the two cities, you know what, the two cities in the United States that have had the slowest recovery in the restaurants? New York. And you know what the other one is? San Francisco. Nah. Mm. Yeah, uh, because they mm. destroyed the liberals love to destroy their businesses. So I'm with Liz. This is a very winnable race. And I do remember that Pataki race. Everybody said he couldn't win. And even on Election Day, he was down about five or six uh, points in the poll. And he, he beat a Cuomo, right? Didn't he? Mm. Didn't he beat Cuomo? Yeah, he beat his father. Beat Mario. Yeah. Beat, yeah. beat Mario Cuomo. That's right. It was a big, big upset. I mean, I don't know what it is, but 
again, coming back to the Senate races and Mitch McConnell's pessimism or whatever, the, the country is going in the wrong direction. The economy is going in the wrong direction. Crime is going in the wrong direction. I, I think there's a turn them out. There's a populist revolt. I, I don't know why the mainstream media doesn't want to pick up on this. But the reality, <laughs> I mean, we have it here in New York. I mean, Liz, is anybody in New York, like, really happy with New York? Let's try I don't that. know anyone. Right. I haven't met anyone that, who's happy with what's right. going on in New York. How could anybody be? You're always looking over your shoulder. This is Anyone who was there in the 70s remembers exactly how it is. This is how it is. We're back in the 70s where you're looking over your shoulder, make sure someone isn't creeping up on you to hit you over the head. That sounds like a ridiculous exaggeration, but it is not. To your point, in the Post, every day, assaults on completely innocent bystanders are witnessed. They are recorded. Uh, the people sometimes are arrested, and they're out on the street within hours. It is horrifying what's going on and completely fixable with, with will the will to fix it, uh, and with the people in charge who want to fix it. So I, I think, honestly, why, why hasn't the mainstream media picked up on this? Larry, what's the result of all of us getting sort of down in the dumps and thinking our candidates can't win? Fundraising dries up, and that's already happening for a lot of Republican candidates. Uh, people say, oh, maybe I just won't bother to go vote, etc. It's very, very damaging, and that's what's happening. Yeah, but Steve, you know, wave elections... Wave elections will shock and surprise everybody. And what makes you think this isn't going to be a wave election? In other words, what if there's a lot of senators elected on the GOP line? Not just a couple, but a lot. What if the country's dissatisfaction with what's been going on manifests itself in ways that nobody can imagine? I mean, I, would, I think there's just as good a chance that the GOP could pick up eight or ten Senate seats as there is that there will, you know, as Mitch McConnell says, it'll be one, one way, 51-49, one way or the other. I mean, waves come and they drown out consensus wisdom. We've seen this before. Steve, Steve Moore, we, I think we lost him. Anyway, Sorry, so, I was muted. What I was going to say is the, um, the, the, what polling doesn't take into account is intensity. And the intensity is all on the Republican side, although the one thing that I think has hurt Republicans, frankly, is this is the uh, uh, abortion issue that that has yeah. uh, energized a lot of Democratic women. But every other issue is very much in the Republicans camp. And I'm with you. I, I, I actually do think this will be a pretty big red wave election. Uh, you know, pay, you're right too. pay attention to. You know, some of these governor's races. I mean, mm -hmm. Illinois could win. We could get rid of Putzker in Illinois. We could mm -hmm. you know, we could get rid of a lot of these crazy governors. Um, and so uh, another one to keep an eye on. Keep an eye on this race in Washington state where uh, mm -hmm. who's that woman uh, that I forget her name, but she, she's terrible and she's in a, the fight of her life. So I'm with you. I'm, I'm the Republican. Any Democrat in a you know situation where they're in a D plus six or less is in big trouble. You know, Liz, one other thing. Um, the nitwit is also corrupt. I just yeah. want to throw that yeah. in. She I is agree. absolutely corrupt with the Buffalo Stadium bailout, and her husband's going to get the benefits of it, and the Penn Station bailout along with the crime. I mean, she has a lot of corruption to answer for here. 
I agree. And what, uh, another aspect of keeping emergency powers in place, it means you've been able to award contracts without the usual yep. competitive building st- yep. uh, guidelines, which she has taken advantage of and handing out contracts to favored people. I agree 100 percent. At some point, people just have to say enough, enough of cheating taxpayers, because that's what you're doing uh, and and basically not playing by the rules. I I really hope uh, that we get some Republican energy in New York. Too many years have gone by where we had listless leadership. Uh, I think that's changing. uh, And I really hope uh, we have tangible results from that. Uh By the way, Steve, I got one here in Connecticut. Probably nobody believes it, but Leora Levy, a very energetic woman running against Richard Blumenthal, who was barely copacetic, who was one of the most furthest left in the Senate, who lies constantly on the campaign trail and has almost made a career out of it. There's an upset in the making here in Connecticut, Steve Moore. Oh, his not, Mike's muted again. Go ahead, Steve. Feel, <laughs> feel free to unmute and talk. <clears throat> what's, your, what's your take on the governor's race there in, in Connecticut? That's I winnable think too, isn't it? I, it is winnable because Connecticut is not in good shape. People are leaving the right. state. The, the state's economy is badly underperformed. Businesses have been leaving for a long time. Bob Stefanowski is running against Ned Lamont. Yep. I mean, yep. this. In other words, funny things happen in wave yeah. elections where you, you least it. expect them. That's all I'm saying is I can't make a prediction here, but I just think it's going to be very close. And, of course, the Hartford media, the, the mainstream media in Connecticut, is just laughing at Republicans, which in a sense I like because it means they're going to be caught completely unawares, completely unawares. Anyway, we'll have to leave it there, kids. Liz Peek, Steve Moore, both fabulous. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.